this little boy, say here his name is Daniel, was spinning his dreidel, going, ah, nun, gimel, hey, shin, ah, a very big miracle happened. And he was spinning, spinning with his sister, they're playing. And he was playing, he's singing the stories he heard of the Maccabees, how the, and the miracle with, with the oil. So, in the meantime, his father came home. And, and his father sees that his son Daniel's looking at him with like an interesting look in his face. And he says, what's the matter? What happened? He said, Daddy or Tati, whatever, whatever he said. Hanukkah was many years ago. Um, I know the story of the miracles, but I want to ask you, did we have miracles um, closer? Did we just like have any miracles happen any close time or was it only a long time ago? And then his sister, her name is Miriam, said, you know, Daddy, did you ever have a miracle? So the father says, well, you know, really what? Really? Really? Hashem's doing miracles all the time. Just, we don't always recognize it. We don't always notice it. But listen to me, and I'll tell you a story that happened with me, which I really think this is a miracle. You just got to think about this. Look. So they didn't need a need to be told twice. They came running, listening. They said, you know, please tell, yeah, tell us, tell us. They had some monkeys, and they were sitting down next to their tati. And he said, I'll tell you like this. Many years ago, I'm guessing it's probably about him you'll hear the story. There was an older couple came to America from Russia. And they finally came to Russia, and they were saying, ah, oh, Came to America, the free place. We're hoping now life will be easier than we had. And they came to America, but it wasn't so easy. Still, life wasn't so easy. They lived in a tiny little apartment, and they barely had enough money even to pay for that. And they were always trying hard just to get enough money for food for everything. It also wasn't so easy. And they were, they were blessed. They had a little boy. He said, oh, I'll call Moshe. There was one thing they agreed on, is that their son, Moshe, will have the best ever. Not going to have tough like us, we had it so hard, we had, you know, we barely have money. Our son, we're going to make sure he's going to be a rich person. So, what are they going to do? They, but after he learned in yeshiva as, as a boy, he said, we're going to send him to a college so he'll get the best job that pays a lot of money. Okay, really, you don't need to go to college to make a lot of money. Money comes from Hashem. You know, even here in this story, what happened to him. But that's what his parents thought, and that's what they did with him. We want more money, we do more mitzvahs, listen to Hashem. But that's what his parents did. So he was a, a Jewish boy. He had a very good head, and he was learning very well. And he was learning a lot of things very quick. But he was, in that gracious school with a bunch of game there. And he wanted to be friendly. He wanted everyone to like him. So he felt a little uncomfortable like being different than everyone. He said, you know, mm, it's a little embarrassing. Everyone could eat together, and I just have my sandwich. I can't eat their food. Maybe I should just uh, eat their food. It's not kosher, but uh, I, don't want, I don't want to look different than everyone. And, uh, you know... I'm the only one going on the side. I have to appear on the side and go daven. Mm, maybe I shouldn't daven. Just should be like everybody else. Which you should, you should know. It's a very big test. 
to act different people. We know Yosef Atzadik was in Mitzrayim, and he was a tzaddik even there when people who didn't behave. And he was called a special, even greater tzaddik than all his brothers, because he disliked very hard, even amongst all the Rishayim people of Mitzrayim, he was a big tzaddik. But we have to be careful not to be around awkward people. We have to be around people doing the right thing. So he, unfortunately, was around people, you know, maybe I should just act like them. Maybe I should stop davening. And then, even on Shabbos, when he said, okay, what am I going to do? You know what? The other people are hanging around in their apartments and they're watching uh, stuff, whatever. He said, okay, I'll just hang out with them and look what they're looking at, all these different things. And his parents, though, they had no idea. They knew he was doing well. And they wanted the best thing for their son, but they had no idea that he was stopped davening and stopped, he wasn't acting properly. And he even called himself for his friends, call me Morris, instead of Moshe. Okay? Time passed, and he finished all the school, and he, the, all the college, and he got everything, all the perfect, everything, he did very, very good on all his tests. And now, he was looking for a job. Who's going to pay me a lot of money to work? Yeah? That's what he wanted, to make a lot of money. So he was so happy, he was so excited, when one of those big, big companies, huge, fancy witch company, called him and said, we want you to come. We want to see you. Maybe you'll work for us. And he was so excited because he knew that this was, they pay a lot of money, and 200 people asked to come to this company. Because please hire us, and they picked him, and we want to see you. Because we saw you, he was very smart, everything. Okay. And he came. And they were talking to him, asking questions. How do you do? What do you know? Asking him, they said, you know, we think maybe you could try out. We could start doing it. And the amount of money they said they're going to pay him in one week would be more than his father made in a whole month. Meaning a lot, lot, lot of money. So they said, okay, you can start right now. I mean, maybe tomorrow we'll start. And he was so excited. He was like, wow, this is my dream. I'm going to be so rich. And he was just about to, you know, to leave when the guy said, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you. No, not the guy told him. Sorry. Um, Moshe told them. I forgot to tell you. I'm Jewish. So I can't work on Shabbos and Yom Tov. Meaning he knew what the right thing to do was. He knew you have to keep mitzvahs. Around the guys are friends. So you try to hang around and look just like them. You know, even on Shabbos, you know, he was hanging around with them. Not the best thing to do. But he knew I have to keep Shabbos. So they're saying, oh, wow, you can't work on Shabbos? They were, they were open on Shabbos' company. And Yom Tevin, so they're discussing really on and on. They said, you know what? Okay, we will do you a very big favor. We don't do it for anybody else. We will let you stay home those days. Okay, a very big favor. And they said, okay, thank you. Okay, so I can work. Oh, but just um, one other thing, hope it doesn't bother you, is that in the winter, Shabbos starts early. It starts when, the, when it gets dark. So on Friday afternoon, in the summer, I'm fine until it closes. In the winter, I have to leave before the work closes. I have to leave early. And by now, they got angry and said, oh, no, 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 no. That's too much. We already are doing you a big favor and letting you take off your, your holidays. But a Friday also is too much. If you want to work here, you have to work the whole time. No taking off Friday also. Maisha said, no, I, have, I can't. So I said, okay. So if you want the job, you have to work Friday the whole time. If not, don't. So I said, uh, I'll get back to you. Let me see. 
So he left, and now his mind's flying in circles and going around. Oh no! Like, what do I do now? He remembered hearing the well, the Goyish people in the school telling him that you know, do you want to be rich? Want to be successful? You have to go grab anything you can get. So he's thinking, oh, now I have to grab it, right? And they're giving me a job, giving me a lot of money. I should go get it right away, right? What? I'm, I'm not going to take it just because Friday a few hours? But then he's thinking, wait a minute. And how was I brought up? How are my parents going to be happy? What? Is that what I really am supposed to do? He was, like, lost. He's walking, walking the street. He's a little lost. He didn't really know where he was going. And all of a sudden, he bumped into someone. It was Hashgach uh, Pratis. Hashem helped. He bumped into the right person. He said, oh, I'm sorry. And he just about to keep on going. And he looked. And he, hey, I thought I recognized that face. He said, hey, I know who that is. The Bianco. The Bianco. That was... His teacher, when he was a little boy, his, his rabbi in Cheder. So his teacher looked at him and said, Moshe, I didn't think you would recognize me after so long. What are you doing now? I remember as a boy, you always spoke how all the great things you're going to do. You're going to be this huge uh, person, whatever, rich. Um, are you doing it? Are you all these, this, all these things you spoke about when you were a little boy? So... Meisha was quiet, like, because he didn't know what to say. He was, like, a little lost now. And Yanko, this, uh, Yanko, his teacher, was a very wise person. And he always, like, got to be able to feel what was happening with one of his students. And now, too, he felt the student was, like, something was bothering him. So he said, you know, come into my house. We'll talk. Okay. So he came to his house. And they started eating something, drinking a little bit. And he told him the whole story, what's happening. And he told his, his, his old rabbi, his teacher, said, listen... Why should I take the job? You know, my parents want me to be rich and I make so much money. And once I'm there for a while and they like me, I'll say, I can't work Friday. Please let me off. And they'll be nice to me. They'll make me not have to work Friday afternoon either. But, um, uh, Yanko was quiet and started shaking his head and said, No, 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 no. Maisha, listen, you've changed a lot since when I taught you years ago. But something never changes is that you, it's never too late to fix up if you did something wrong. I know you're not acting exactly the way you did before, but, but you could still act better and fix up. Listen, right now is a very important point for you to decide. I know it's hard for you, but this is the right thing for you to be true to who you are and to your parents, to your rabbi, to everything you're supposed to be. And you are also going to be happier if you do the right thing even though you might not realize it right now. You think your parents worked so hard for you to be happy what? So you should be chal Shabbos? You shouldn't keep Shabbos? That's why your parents worked so hard for you? You should know Hashem's mitzvah, even if you don't understand right now and you think it's hard, it's, it's really the best thing for us. And sooner or later, you're going to be happy for doing the right thing. And I'm sure Hashem will pay you back and will show you to be happy doing the right thing. So Meisha still wasn't so sure. He was, like, shaking. And they were talking for, like, a while, for another few hours, until finally he said, You know, Rebbe, you're right. I'm going to listen to you. And I make sure not to chas v'shalom break Shabbos at all. So he wrote to the letter, to the company, and said that for religious reasons, because of my religion, I'm Jewish, that's more important than anything else, making money, so I can't take the job. Okay. Baruch Hashem, he beat the Sahara. And he went and said he took a job with uh, a smaller company. 
it didn't pay as much, but he it paid him. And Baruch Hashem was very happy that he even got to work for Jewish people around him, for good people behaving properly around him. And he had no problem taking off Shabbos in the Yom They said, sure, Shabbos and were closed. And, okay. The only thing that was bothering him in his mind, he's thinking, you know, I'm working over here. Was I really right, yeah, to say no to that company? He just had, like, this question, like, bothering him in his mind a little bit. What would have happened if I, uh, if I would have worked over there? Maybe they would have listened to me. Maybe I wouldn't have to work Friday either. And my teacher, Mr. Bianco, said that Hashem will show me how it was a good thing to do? I didn't see that yet. Is it really sure? Okay. Came a few months later. Came Hanukkah time. And he came home a little early to light the menorah. And they had latkes. And then he had in his house a newspaper. And he took a look at the front of the newspaper. And his face went white. The newspaper said, This famous company goes bankrupt. Means this big, huge company lost all of the money. And all the accountants, all the people working with the money, they're under suspicion where they're trying to figure out how did that happen? Someone must have been a ganev, a thief, working in the company and somehow must have like opened the hole and slipped all the money out somehow. Must have somehow snuck the money out without anybody noticing. So they saw on the page, on, there was a picture of all the different people who worked in the company who they're suspicious of. Did this guy do it? That guy do it? That guy do it? And so they're asking, who did it? Who's the, who the thief? And he was shaking and he said that, you know what? If I would have worked in that company, I would have been on that picture. He would have been one of the people taking care of the money in that company and they would be, the police would be checking after him and trying to figure out if he's the one who stole all the money. So first of all, he wouldn't have a job anymore. The place would be closed and everyone would be suspicious of him. And uh, I can imagine it would be hard to get a job somewhere else. They might think he's a thief. And also the police would be after him, trying to figure out if he did something. What kind of embarrassment he would have had. So, that Hanukkah changed, changed Moshe. From then on, he didn't look at, oh man, oh, it's so hard. Didn't look at it like that. He realized, wow, you know, I'm lucky. Baruch Hashem, I get to do a mitzvah. And he, he's changed the way he was thinking. And he did a mitzvah with a, a big shalma, with a big simcha. When he came Shabbos, he would sing Shalom Aleichem. He'd be, he realized what he, the way he has to act. And then his small company started getting bigger and getting a lot more money. And they even Baruch Hashem started paying him more. So now, all the money he thought he was going to get, now he got it. And he got to keep Shabbos and he got to work with Yedin. If he would have taken the first one, <laughs> he would have been in trouble. So, Moshe just finished the story. And the room was quiet. And Daniel and Miriam looking at each other. And they realized, who is this person in the story? It was their father. They said, Daddy, thank you. Now we had a question. If miracles happen, hey, now we know the answer. And Miriam said, yeah, I'm going to read the Say the Dreidel, Nun Gimel Haitian, great miracles are now, not just then. <laughs>